Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned Living Podcast. I am your host, Sophie Malowin. I am a yoga teacher, business mentor, and life coach, and I am so grateful that you are here. If you're new to the Aligned Living Podcast, this is a place to explore what it means to live an aligned life, what it means to live in alignment with your capital T truth. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about finding your purpose. We'll talk about the main reasons why I think people feel unfulfilled and disconnected from their purpose. I'll talk about how to find your purpose, and I'll talk about how to actually live your purpose once you've found it. Now, full disclaimer, I am recovering from a bit of a cold slash flu, so bear with me. I might have to take some breaks to drink water throughout. Uh, You may or may not know that these podcasts are entirely unedited, and I take pride in that because I think it gives you a really real and honest look at what I'm like in real life, and let's be real, it's also just a whole lot easier for me. Okay, I also wanted to let you know that for the month of February only, I am offering one-off, one-on-one coaching calls. So after the month of February, working one-on-one with me will require a bit more of a commitment, both in terms of time and in terms of finances. So this is the perfect opportunity for you to move through a specific block or limiting belief, or to just get a taste of what doing more long-term mentorship or coaching with me would look or feel like. If you have specific business-related questions, this is a great opportunity to dive into those. Or as I mentioned, if you're looking for more guidance or a way forward through a block or limiting belief, then this is the space for you. All right, let's dive into the topic of the day, finding your purpose. So to set the foundation for this conversation, I think it's important to touch on why I think people feel unfulfilled and disconnected from their purpose. Because in my mind, when I think about a symbiotic world or universe, it's one in which everybody is connected to their unique purpose. And even further than that, everyone gets to make money or be generously compensated for offering their purpose or unique gifts to the world. But why aren't we there? I think several things. But firstly, I think it's due to a lack of connection to the self. In today's day and age, people don't make time for themselves and their unique interests or hobbies. Unfortunately, under the veil of capitalism, most of us spend most of our time working. And If you're lucky, you get to do work that is directly related to your purpose, but that certainly isn't the case for everybody. So let's say you work eight hours a day, five days a week, that's 40 hours of your week. After you consider time cooking, cleaning, taking care of yourself and maybe your family, there isn't a whole lot of time left to dedicate to your unique interests or your hobbies. And unfortunately, what we do with most of our free time really isn't that productive. Perhaps we spend our time scrolling on social media, I'm guilty as charged, watching TV or numbing out by 
indulging in certain substances or behaviors. Honestly, I think that if we lived in a world where connection to self was more highly prioritized, more people would feel clear about why they are here, what their purpose is here on earth. The more time that I spend with myself, the more that I learn about myself. And the more that I learn about myself, the more I feel like I have to offer others. Because the more you learn about yourself and the more you learn about others, the more you realize that we really aren't all that different anyways. Of course, we have our unique interests and hobbies, as I've mentioned, but at a really fundamental level, humans are actually quite the same. We have very similar struggles, we have very similar experiences, and the experience of being human is what unites us all. So I think if we can all tap into our unique strengths and learn how to share that with one another, not only will it become a more symbiotic planet or place to be, but we'll all feel better about ourselves because we're doing something, we're offering something that feels meaningful. Another reason why I think people feel unfulfilled is because of a lack of connection to others, a lack of connection to community. As a society, we have become increasingly disconnected from one another. We live in a world where it's now almost considered weird to go knock on your neighbor's door and ask them for some butter or for some sugar, let alone to ask them if they could babysit our kid. You know, even a few hundred years back, that was actually quite normal to rely on the people around you, to be in community with others. But as I've mentioned, we've become more and more disconnected and COVID has only increased this divide. When we work in collaboration with others, we become more aware of our unique gifts and we become more aware of our unique struggles. I wrote a newsletter earlier this week that talks about honoring your gifts and your gifts are the things that come easily to you. You don't always know what comes easily to you unless you have someone in your life who can mirror that back to you, who can say, hey, I noticed that you are really amazing at taking photographs and I'm not amazing at taking photographs. Could you teach me how to take photographs? And then boom, there it is. That's your gift. And I believe that your purpose is tightly or rather closely tied to that. So I also think think people feel unfulfilled due to our lack of connection to nature. Again, we live in a world that is disconnecting us from the natural world. And I'm of the belief that nature is the ultimate teacher. Nature is a mirror for us. Nature gives us the opportunity to disconnect from our daily lives and to really tap into the slow wisdom of the earth. Nature mirrors the internal process of a human in such an interesting way. I live in Canada where we're lucky enough to have four seasons and living in collaboration with the seasons has really taught me so much about myself, about how to honor my energetic needs, about when it's appropriate for us to take rest and when it's appropriate for us to go out and bloom. But With many people living in major city centers where there isn't access to nature nearby, we are becoming more and more disconnected from the natural world, which, as I said, is a really wonderful opportunity to step back, to reflect, and to learn, ultimately. 
Now, the last reason why I think people feel unfulfilled and disconnected from their purpose is also due to a lack of connection to the divine. So I know that these words can bring up a lot for people, but when I talk about the divine, I'm talking about God, I'm talking about the universe, I'm talking about the great spirit or the creator. Take whatever word you would like to plug into the word divine. But for me, a connection to the divine strengthens your connection to yourself. It helps to give your life greater purpose and meaning. And connection to the divine really teaches you to surrender. That there is so much in our life that is out of our control. And there's actually very little that we can do about that. However, when we have a strong relationship to the divine, we're able to surrender that which we cannot control and ultimately learn to trust that everything is working out in our best favor and that we are being guided by a force that is greater than anything that we could ever comprehend. And I don't believe that it's our purpose here on earth to try to figure out what that might be or to crack the code on this divine energy, but rather I believe that will be revealed to us throughout our lifetime. Whether that's after we leave this earth, whether that's while we're here on earth, I'm not here to say. I can't tell you what your relationship to the divine will be like, but I can say that it will teach you how to trust the timing of your life and to trust that the gifts that we have been given have been given to us for a specific reason. And that leads me to the next part of this podcast, which is How do we actually find our purpose? Of course, we can tap into the four things that I just talked about. We can strengthen our connection to ourself. We can strengthen our connection to our community. We can strengthen our connection to nature and to to the divine. But I also think that there are a few other ways that we can tap into what our purpose may be. So the first thing the first place that I would go to look for your purpose is the things that come naturally to you. So what are the things that have always just come naturally to you? You haven't had to work that hard for them. Unfortunately, we've been conditioned to believe that we need to work hard for everything. And I value hard work. I really truly do. But I also believe that your purpose doesn't have to be something that you work so hard for. I actually believe that your purpose lays somewhere within your gifts, within the things that come naturally to you. So for as long as I can remember, I've been a confident public speaker. So it's no surprise that I'm sitting here in front of a mic delivering this podcast to you. It's no surprise that I built a 10-year career being a yoga teacher where I get up in front of groups and rooms and speak and guide people. It's no surprise that I also enjoy writing because speaking and the written word are so closely related. But your purpose may actually look quite different for you. And that's okay. It should look different because we are different people. So I encourage you to take a moment to consider what things come easily to you. But then further than that, what things come easily to you that actually bring you joy? If you're feeling stuck, it might be helpful for you to talk to a family member or to a friend about what they think you excel in. Because sometimes it's easier for other people to see us more honestly than we see ourselves. Okay, so that's the first thing that I would recommend. Reflect on the things that come naturally to you. 
If you're feeling stuck around this, lean on a family member or friend. The second place where I think you could find your purpose is almost the opposite of what I just said. And it might seem a little contradictory, but stick with me. So the second place where I think you could find your purpose is in your shadow. So there's lots of talk in the spiritual world about your shadow. But to me, when I use the word shadow, shadow represents anything that I may have stuck down or stuffed down into my subconscious mind. So our conscious mind are, is built up of the conscious thoughts that we're having on a day-to-day basis. Our subconscious mind is the part of our mind that is built up of primarily childhood memories or repressed experiences that we've had throughout our life. To me, when I think about the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is the place where we put all of the unfavorable things that have happened to us in our lifetime. It is built up of all the parts of ourselves that we've deemed to be unacceptable or unworthy of love. But here's the thing. When we start to reclaim these parts of ourselves, we become more whole. And when we become more whole and when we reclaim these shadowy, darker parts of ourselves, we can encourage other people to do the same. So at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about how the human experience is really quite similar. Although we're all unique and we're all beautiful in our, in, in our own ways, we also have quite similar experiences throughout my lifetime. So let me give you an example. One part of myself that I've put or put or placed into my shadow was my experience with an eating disorder. Now, I am not the only person on planet Earth who has an experience with an eating disorder, despite what my ego might have or like to say about that. When I take that part of myself, that part of myself that struggled with an eating disorder, and I stuff it down into my subconscious mind, I deem it unworthy of love. It is unworthy of love. When I tell myself these things about myself, not only do they start to become true, but I also start to tell that same story about other people too. So when I see other people struggling with an eating disorder, I immediately go into judgment mode if I am living from that shadowy place in my mind. However, if I start to liberate this experience as something that didn't really have anything to do with me or my worth as a human being, but rather as a very human experience that I had due to other circumstances that were going on in my lifetime, not only does it liberate me from that pain and that experience, but when I'm able to talk about it in this more conscious way, I give permission for other people to do the same. So Eating disorder recovery work isn't a big part of the work that I'm currently doing. However, it was one of the main reasons that I started to teach yoga. I came to the practice of yoga from a place of struggling with my eating disorder, and I found great relief and ultimately healing in the yoga practice. As a result of experiencing these healing benefits of the yoga practice, I knew that I wanted to share these teachings with other people too. Because if these teachings could help me with something like my eating disorder, then it could help other people as well. And like I said, although it's not something that I talk about as much lately, it's still a really big part of why I am here today and why I believe that it's important for us to 
tap into our purpose and explore our shadow to see what may be laying in there. Because oftentimes it's the things that we've suppressed. Um, A lot of times, you know, these can be traumatic experiences. So of course, approach with caution and, and take deep care to do the work first on yourself and for yourself before trying to offer this to other people too. I also think that your purpose should both excite and scare you. So there's this element of your purpose being this thing that comes really naturally, but there should also be this element of being like, holy shit, if I actually did that or I actually do that, who would that require me to be? What would that what would that require me to become? So for example, going back to the gift that I have, which I think is speaking and, and sharing the written word as well, I have no problem sitting here recording a podcast. I have no problem jumping on uh, Instagram stories and, and posting a story that will disappear in 24 hours. But if you ask me to do an Instagram live, I am terrified. If you ask me to get up in front of a large group of people, I'm thinking like, you know, 50 plus, I will be nervous. That does not mean that I should not do it. In fact, I believe that it means that I should do it because it is igniting something within me. It is giving me a very physical, very visceral response to doing this thing that I love. And I really, truly believe that you care the most about the things that you love. So if I were to get up in front of a large group of people, I would really not want to fuck it up. (laughs) You know, I would really want to make sure that I do a good job and I would probably put in a whole lot of effort into both preparing and delivering that content. So keeping in mind that not only your purpose should, should be something that comes naturally to you, It may also be something that you've pushed down into the subconscious or a part of yourself that you've deemed to be unworthy, and it should be exciting and a little bit scary. So finding your purpose doesn't come just in one shape or size. There are so many different ways you can tap into what it is that you are here to do. Now, the last thing that I want to talk to you about today is how to actually live your purpose. Let's say you know why you're here. You know what your gifts are. You know what comes naturally. You know what that thing is that you've struggled with throughout your life that you're ready to liberate for yourself and for others. It excites you. It scares you. You're ready to go. How do you live your purpose once you've found it? Well, the first thing I want to say about this is that your purpose changes over time. As you as a human grow and evolve, your purpose will evolve too. I do not believe that your purpose is one thing and will forever be that one thing for the rest of history or the rest of your human life. So for example, as I shared, I originally felt that it was my purpose to share the teachings of yoga because they helped me so much heal from an eating disorder. I can almost remember the moment where I was like, it feels like it's my duty to offer these teachings to other people because they have impacted me that deeply. I felt like if I was doing anything else, I was doing such a disservice not only to myself, but to everybody else in my life. So that's where I first felt that real spark of like, okay, this is what I'm here to do. I am here to teach yoga. 
Over time, I've been teaching yoga for several years and during the pandemic, I felt that my purpose started to evolve and my purpose started to evolve into helping new yoga teachers because at a point in my journey, I felt challenged by what it was like to be a full-time yoga teacher and how to make money doing what I love. And so I really wanted to help yoga teachers who, for the most part, are deeply connected to their purpose and doing their soul's work. I wanted to help them do what they loved in a more full-time capacity. And now my purpose has broadened out a little bit more. Now my purpose is to help people make money doing what they love, no matter what that is. My purpose is to help people take their purpose and perhaps monetize it so that they can start to move into that space where they're making money doing what they love. They're being compensated for their gifts. And maybe one day they'll be able to step into doing this in a full-time capacity. Because I believe that when you are doing your soul's work, you are just a better person to be around. Take a moment to think about what it's like to be around someone who hates their job. They really aren't that pleasant. I mean, how could they? They just spent eight hours doing something that they absolutely hate. So it feels like a really big part of my purpose, my mission, to help other people make money doing what they love so more people can do what they love full time so that more people can go home and be amazing mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, parents, kids, neighbors, whatever it is. But I believe that when you're tapped into your purpose, you're just genuinely a better person to be around. So I also believe that different phases of your life call forth different versions of you. You're going to have different purposes when you're a teenager or when you're in your early 20s or when you've decided to start a family or when you've decided to retire or when you're becoming a grandparent. And I think that it's important to honor these different phases of our life and be okay with allowing our purpose to evolve with that. Sometimes our purpose is just to stay at home and be a really good boyfriend or girlfriend. Sometimes our purpose is to work on our business and and share our purpose with as many people as possible. Sometimes a current phase of life Uh, requires you to be at home and focus more on your own healing, right? Let's say you got sick and needed to take some time off work. Your purpose doesn't always need to be directly correlated to making money, but for many people, I think that it can be. And I think that's a really exciting opportunity. And I think, honestly, that's the new phase of of what it means to do work that, that you love, And I really hope that's the future for our society because it makes me so sad to see so many people who spend their precious time doing things that don't light them up. And I've been there. I've worked so many jobs that I have so strongly disliked and I have been not even half the person that I am today because of it. Because you just don't have the energy or the life force to to serve in the way that you would otherwise. So... I think you know that you're living your purpose if you feel a general sense of fulfillment and and peace. I think that you're living your purpose if you don't feel threatened by other people's success, especially if their success looks different from yours, because you know that you are doing what you are here to do and that person is doing what they are here to do and they do not need to conflict with one another. 
they in fact can be mutually supportive or beneficial. So there's really truly so much that I could say about about purpose and about finding your purpose and living your purpose, but I hope that this gave you a deeper understanding of what I consider purpose to be. I hope that it gave you a bit of an idea of why you might be feeling unfulfilled in your life if you do feel that way. I hope that it gave you some tips on where to start to look for your purpose and then some tangible tips about how to actually live your purpose. The last thing that I'll leave you with in terms of living your purpose is to carve out that time for yourself. Schedule it in. Make it a priority. Because if you don't make yourself a priority, nobody else in your life will. You set the standard for for how other people treat you. Whether that's your coworkers, your partners, your friends, you are the one that decides. You have the power to choose what your life will look like. And I know that that can bring up a lot of things for people. Maybe you're thinking, well, I can't because of X, Y, and Z. Sit with that. Sit with that and then really see if that's true. Because it's my opinion and it's my belief that there are people who come from way worse circumstances than you or I and have still managed to find a way to do something that lights them up and even make money doing it. So I hope this podcast episode was helpful. Let me know what you think. If you're not on my Substack newsletter, you can click the link below to get on there. And then once you're on my newsletter, you can leave comments or click the like button if you resonated with this episode. As a reminder, I have one-on-one coaching calls for the remainder of the month of February, limited spaces available. So click the link below, book a space with me, and I would love nothing more than to talk further about what your unique purpose may be. Okay, have a beautiful day and take very good care of yourself. Bye for now.